Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to the Engadget Podcast. I'm senior editor Devendra Hardwar. I'm reviews editor Sherlyn Lowe. And today we're going to be talking about computers in your ears. Have you heard? Specifically, we're going to be talking about the AirPods Pro, which is, you know, a very fancy pair of wireless headphones, but I think also speaks to a greater trend of tech being shoved into our ears. If you've been enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. That really lets us know that uh, people are actually listening. That's great. And if you have any comments, drop us a note at podcast at Engadget.com. So, Sherlyn, AirPods Pro. They've been rumored for a while. They've finally been announced this past Tuesday. They are premium AirPods for $250. Uh, Let me just go over the quick differences here. Uh, they have silicone tips, so uh, like most earbuds, uh, they can just like wedge themselves into your ears, which makes them fit a little, uh, honestly, a lot stronger than the traditional AirPods and their weird plastic shells. And they have active noise canceling, which is something that seems to be the better trend now among premium headphones, uh, just blocking out that noise. Um, what are your thoughts on these? And yeah, w- will you be getting them? I am not an Apple user, <laughs> so no. The best way to troll Sherlyn is just to be like, so, you know, when are you going to get these? Are they going to work with your Android garbage? Wow. You're so mean, Devendra. It's like, never mind. Um, (laughs) It's going to be like, it's a day past my birthday, but it's okay. Um, So I have had the pleasure of trying these out. Uh, We got our test units in on Wednesday and I made sure to put them in my ears and get them all messed up. Um, And you know what? They're not bad. I didn't, you know, they fit they a actually, lot better. They than, fit better, I assume, right? They they fit better than I was expecting them to, just because I don't. Again, like I said, I don't like, you know, these in ear buds sticking into my ear canal <laughs> and just pushing stuff further into that gaping orifice. Sure, sure. But please don't say gaping orifice again. Yeah. <laughs> gaping hole? No, little, no, little hole. No. Nope. Teeny tiny hole. Okay. Opening. Anyway, they they didn't feel like they were sticking so far into my ear canal, uh, my ear hole. And um, it was good. And I listened to my typical trio of like, you know, test audio quality of uh, musical gadgets. And these are Starboy by The Weeknd. (laughs) Starboy is a great song. I love it. I love it. It's a good bass song. Mm -hmm. Then I listened to uh, Casey Musgraves. I think it was Slow Burn. Uh, just to hear the you know clarity of her voice coming out through that, and then I also listened to "Feels" by Calvin Harris because of kind of the diversity of instruments in there, and they all just sounded pretty good. Cool. 
Um, I could, with the active noise canceling on, I could still hear Chris Velasco talking <laughs> at me. That might be because it really, the feature is just there to drown out all your coworkers. Basically. So you don't have to hear them complaining in your shared office space. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've also tried a ton of other earbuds recently, like the Echo Buds, which just, ugh. <laughs> you know, our review of that came out. I think everyone's review of the Echo Buds came out this week yeah. as well. Um, actually, the same day, I think Air- Apple announced the AirPods Pro. And those were just problematic. Problematic. That sounds that sounds pretty typical for Amazon. They try a lot of things. I don't think a lot of them really work out so well. But uh, let me just quickly say here. So what is Apple's lineup now in terms of headphones, right? Or in terms of buds specifically, you've got the AirPods or the newer AirPods with the wireless charging case. Uh, there are also the Powerbeats Pro, which are the more like activity-focused, exercise-focused versions. Um, I have a pair of those as well. I like those because they actually stay on my ears, but they also have this crazy ring that kind of loops around your entire earlobe. Uh, that makes it very secure, but also very uh, kind of annoying. The to, crazy uh, ring with. you're yeah. talking about, you mean like a clip that's like a Bluetooth headset it's style like, clip? It's, not, it's more than a Bluetooth headset clip. Like It goes way over your ear. I think it kind of overcompensates for activity, but it is really good for really high, like high motion stuff. So AirPods, I think even people who like them can admit like, you know, they don't, they don't stick in there very well. So Powerbeats Pro are really all about that. It seems like the AirPods Pro kind of goes a bit in between, you know, they'll be more secure than the AirPods for sure, uh, but they'll deliver better sound, but they're... You know, I'm sure people will be using these for exercise, but I don't think they're as activity focused as the Power Beats. Yeah. Right. I think if you wanted to like headbang at mm-hmm. a mosh pit with the Power Beats Pro, you wearing could do headphones that. at a at a show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually want... a thing. That is the thing is. I talked about. Silent discos. Silent... Come on. <laughs> oh God. Yes, that thing. Well, also, wasn't uh, Pharrell who had that startup he invested in? I wrote this up in Gadget, but there there was like a startup where people would pipe the high quality version of live music to headphones and you'd listen to those while you're also in the live auditorium. The true VIP experience. The true VIP experience. So anyway, that it's yeah, sure. It would be good for that. Um I think I feel like it's been a long time coming. Let me just lay this out here. I've tested a lot of wireless headphones over the past year. Uh, pretty much all the big names. So I really like Sony's wireless noise canceling buds. They really got to work in their model names. The WF 1000 XM3s. Uh, the 1000 XM3 line is basically their high-end headphones. So the WH 1000s, that's their, you know, great noise-canceling cans. Uh, but I like their butts. They sound incredible. They're really big, though. Like, they're, I think, bigger than most people realize. But for the quality, it really delivers some solid noise-canceling. Uh, Sherlyn, you tried out the Surface earbuds mm-hmm. as well, right? The Surface earbuds, they also look like gauges, which is, you know... Uh-huh. Odd, I guess, but I think we're all getting used to it. Our, our video producer, Brian O, yesterday walked by my table <laughs> with a pair of giant black earbuds that looked like gauges. Uh-huh. I was like, what is sticking out of your head? <laughs> but anyway, um, the Surface earbuds fit just more comfortably, I think, mm-hmm. and will probably stick in my ears better, I think, than the AirPods Pro. I haven't done like a side-by-side yeah. test, but I can't tell you uh, for sure. I still haven't like had them in the wild so i don't want to like talk too much about mm-hmm. the surface earbuds sound quality i will say that like the i have had more experience with the echo buds that we've like reviewed recently i didn't review them our audio expert billy Steele did i just happened to be able to test them here in the office and they they're like don't buy them 
Just don't. <laughs> don't I mean, them. if you have ears, don't buy it, any first generation Amazon hardware. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're cheaper than the competition sure, at one hundred and thirty dollars. Sure. I mean, the AirPods sure. Pro are like what close to double that. Yep. Um, AirPods Pro are two fifty. The Sony Buds are two hundred thirty dollars. So like over two hundred is kind of where this higher end noise canceling thing sits. Um, Microsoft's thing, they're not, no, they don't have noise canceling. They're actually built to be kind of open. So they sound more similar to like the AirPods, wherein you'll actually hear the sound around you. Um, there's good and bad to that. I feel like walking around the city, I don't want, I don't necessarily want noise canceling while I'm walking, um, or if I'm exercising or something. But if I'm on a plane, if I'm on a subway, it is really nice to be able to turn on noise canceling. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't expect most people will be getting multiple headphones. But we are at a point where they're starting to do different things. Uh, let me just go over a couple others. I test out the uh, the Jabra 65T Actives. Uh, Billy Steele also reviewed those. He really liked them. They came out last year. And I think those are solid, like, AirPod alternatives. You know, they have silicone tips. Uh, don't really have noise canceling, but they sound good. They fit great. And I also test out the Jaybird Vista, their latest exercise wireless earbuds. And they're pretty good, too. I really like them, and they're selling for $180. So clearly, there are a lot of alternatives around the AirPods price range. And now we're seeing kind of more premium things. It's kind of, I believe, why Apple went with the AirPods Pro, right? I mean, okay, so you you mentioned the AirPods as the competitor for the Jabra and the Jaybird Vista. Are you talking about the... Regular, what Twitter is calling the AirPod Amateur. Did you come up with that name? No, that I did not. That sounds like a very nice trillin' dick. Oh, I wish I did. I wish I was such a genius. But no, <laughs> uh, that's not the official name either. Just just is what Twitter is calling them, which I love. Okay. Um, But I, I mean, I think they also, the AirPods Regular, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, they also cost around the same as what the Pixel Buds are supposed to, right? Um, AirPods like, are going for like 150 now, a, so uh, 160 the, depending on when you're buying them. Sometimes they get cheaper, but typically around that range. Yeah. So the Pixel Buds are coming out next year for about 179 and that's mm-hmm. only like $20 more, but they offer, well, some they sort of They will noise offer because we have not t- heard them or it's tested true. them or anything. That is true. The fit seems similar to the <laughs> AirPods Pro, but, um, you know, I also tested out another pair of earbuds which are going to be controversial, the Huawei FreeBuds 3. <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me. Uh-huh. These aren't going to be available in the U.S. Yeah, if you're listening, this is very useful advice. Thank this, you. Listen, listen. We have an international diverse audience. It's fine. The Huawei FreeBuds 3 are actually basically like the AirBot, AirBots, AirPods regular. And, you know, they have this open ear style design. Are you saying Huawei made something that looks like Apple? I'm not surprised. Every That's other... what I'm saying. No, I know. Okay. Okay. I know. I'm not surprised. They have. I mean, they come in black too. So what is what is the interesting thing about the Huawei FreeBuds Three? Here's what's interesting about them. They have again the similar design to the AirPods Amateurs, where they have like an open ear, not really a sealed off design, but they offer active noise canceling, which is really interesting. That that just means like maybe it will have so like the way active noise canceling works, right? It takes it uses it the cancels, microphones right. on the headphones. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. uses the microphones on the headphones to take in the audio from the outside yeah. world and kind of like basically play out the same frequency. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of minimize what you're actually hearing within the earbuds. Yeah, with an open earbud, that sounds um, 
not great. That it's sounds not, like it's not going to work so great. So but okay. it's not 100% open. Like it's still the external design looks a lot like the AirPods. Mm-hmm. But have the, you tried these? I have. I've okay. tried a demo unit uh, when I was in Berlin at Ufat this year. And um, they actually sounded pretty good. We have units in for testing. And, you know, our full review is going to show like, just how good or bad they are soon. Um, but... Again, not available in the U.S., only in Europe or other parts mm-hmm. of the world. But again, if you're in those parts of the world, consider them. Not like that's if <laughs> look, that's if you're OK with, you know, Huawei's reputation and like uh-huh. what's going on with them versus the U.S. and all of that stuff. But, you know, this can be a longer discussion. Huawei and Huawei's discussion. hardware and everything they're doing. But OK, good point. Good point. Something so to pay attention the, to. Bi- the big takeaway here is that everybody's making these things. Yep. Um, it seems like the hardware has gotten cheap enough to like. Anchor make their their Liberty Air AirPod clones sell for eighty dollars. You know, I've seen some really cheap ones under fifty dollars, which probably don't even sound as good. So clearly, like the ability to create wireless buds are it's it's there. Like I the, the hardware is out there. It's not that tough. So people are just trying to figure it out right now. Here's another brand that I, no one expected to mm-hmm. un- unveil uh, wireless earbuds this week. Razer also came out at us with the hammerheads, truly wireless, and okay. they're meant for. I guess mobile gaming because they promise these like no lag gaming sure, sounds. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, Razer. Sure, sure. Whatever. Sherlin, right. when can we expect the Pixel Buds? Next year, bro. Uh, next year, it's coming out next year. Which this is why we don't really know a lot about how they perform <laughs> yet. So we can't say much. I about don't it. even know why they announced it. It was like here are earbuds you can put on the shells of our earbuds. Uh, we promise they'll sound good. Often when a company announces something so early, like so much earlier than when it will launch, is when they want to get developers interested in developing things for the platform. They're just headphones, man. But these, yeah. unless you're going to stuff something else inside these Pixel Buds, <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Okay, I had to jump on the mic for a second. Yes, this is Ben, the producer. So I'm not convinced about wireless headphones at all. You can... Take my 3.5 millimeter headphone jack from my cold, dead hands. Everyone I know in the audio community is not convinced about Bluetooth anything. They say that it will never be lossless. The quality is still bad. What do you have to say about that? What do you have to say to me as the representative of the audiophile community? Whoa, Ben, you just you just ripped that microphone out of my hands to really to really get this. Ben is now tattooing. A 3.5 millimeter like cable onto his arm. It's getting crazy over here. I will. I'll say. I I hear you. I hear your concerns. But when it comes to Bluetooth audio, I do feel like we've come a long, long way. Like things sound great right now. These Sony, the Sony's that I've tested, sound as good or better than most wired earbuds. Uh, a lot of these companies are figuring out how to use Bluetooth more efficiently. Um, some of them are using higher-end codecs, too. So if you have an Android device and if you have a certain compatible pair of headphones, you get you can use, like, the Aptex uh, codec, which delivers even higher-quality sound. I don't think anything will ever really satisfy the hardcore audio community, but I don't think that's the point of these, these devices. Like, these things are meant for convenience. You're not going to be able to bring your... Uh, portable DAC and your wired headphones and your like five foot cable onto the subway. Uh, I'm looking at Ben right now, who's currently tangled in a web of speaker cable. It's crazy. Um, this is about convenience. This is about hitting a button, having a thing in your ears, and getting decent quality sound. I think like we've gotten to a point where these things sound good. They're no longer trash. Uh, I had a lot more complaints when it was just like the AirPods on the market because. 
they're not great. They sound bad. And I, I think I have very strange ears because they they literally will just not stay in my ears. Um, I th- I see how like a lot of other people wear them. They kind of like rest in this like nook of their ear. And my ears literally don't have those. So the only way I can wear AirPods is if I stand perfectly still at a desk. But if I move my head, if I turn around, they fly right out. So I'm probably not the best critic of the AirPods. But I also... I don't think Apple's ever really paid that much attention to audio quality until recently, right? Like the iPod was a revolutionary thing because it was so portable and because it offered so much convenience, but the sound quality was never that great. And those built-in white, those freaking white buds that lasted for a decade before they even updated them, um, they were ubiquitous. They sounded like garbage. And I think I got a lot more angry about those things than like the trend toward wireless audio because I feel like at least when it comes to Bluetooth, we've come to a good point. So I was silent for a good, what, two minutes there just because I straight passed out when Ben said what he said. <laughs> I just was so mad. I saw black and then I saw white and then I passed out because that's what Devendra was saying, right? The whole point of these truly wireless earbuds was is that they're convenient and you sometimes have to sacrifice things for convenience. And is your laptop that you're carrying around with you every day the most powerful desktop gaming machine you could ever get? No. And I think that Ben is quickly acquiescing that he is that he he knows what we're saying. If you want these headphones that are that sound amazing when you're in your studio editing the crap out of the next great Beyonce tune, you know, you're going to have your professional setup at your workspace. But when you're on the go, you know, when you're commuting. What's important is like, yes, you're going to be able to put them in your ear and they're lightweight and they last forever and you can hear them. They don't have to sound fantastic. You're not about to like, you know, I don't know, unless you're about to like flash mob someone. You don't need super high quality tunes on the go. That's what I think. To your point, though, Dev, you were talking about like how, you know, if you just so much as breathe, the AirPods fall out of your ear. Um, A, I I think the AirPods Pro are going to fit better for you. Oh, I definitely know they will. Yeah. 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 Um, and then you'll get the better sound quality from that. And B, I think everyone's ears are just different. We're all different people, guys. We're all different people. Well, what was the stat from Microsoft, right? When they said they were designing these Surface Buds, they said they designed this unique mechanism to kind of fit comfortably for 97% of people. But there is like an outlier 3% where it may not be perfect. And I, I actually think I am among that 3% too because they felt like when I tested those demo units, they felt okay. They didn't feel great. They didn't feel transcendent. And according to Sherlyn, they locked into her ears just perfectly. So uh, in a future episode or a future piece, I'm going to go to like an ear doctor, ear scientist, and have them see what's wrong with me. I don't, um, yeah. I don't think that necessarily means you, something is wrong with you. but Nobody designs is, anything for my ears. Like that's that's my big complaint. You might have yeah. to get them like custom made or custom yeah, fit. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, right? And you're not alone in this. That 3% of you who don't really have ears that fit most buds are pretty vocal, which is good. Like all I see on Twitter and Reddit, which is apparently where I lurk too. Is it, are people saying, no, these things are garbage. They don't fit for me. The, the thing is, I think at least the two of us, the three of us here are acknowledging that you Mm -hmm. exist. And I think that the companies need to step up and be a bit more conscious that, you know, not one size fits all. And how do you go about doing that? Never make like one size fits all earbuds again, basically. Like that plastic case also feels so bad. I I love earbuds. I've worn them for a while. I just have to be very particular with my tips, basically. To your point, Ben, to the 3.5 millimeter jack, I'm right there with you. Uh, I... 
I was certainly annoyed as Apple and Samsung, well, Samsung kept it for a while, but I was annoyed as like everybody started following Apple's lead and removing it because it didn't seem like we gained much, right? I still like having wired headphones. Um, as long as there's space in the hardware, it was a nice thing to keep around. Apple argued before that they took it out for 3D touch, which is something they completely removed this year in the iPhone 11. So, you know, th- their argument never really fit. Um, now we got some slightly better battery life. I think now that wireless earbuds are cheaper and the, you know, the adapters aren't great, but they're at least okay to use now that battery life is better. Um, I hear you though. I miss my 3.5 millimeter jack. I think it is, I think that thing, we owe it so much. It did, it handled so much technical stuff. It lasted for what, nearly a hundred years, I think. Like it, it, it's, it's a really powerful thing. So how, how do we buy headphones? How should we pick them for our ears? I mean, the thing about fit with truly wireless earbuds, especially if you're looking for a good seal and a good like noise canceling quality, the fit is really important. I mean, I was having trouble with the Echo Buds because they just didn't fit well. And you have to like take a whole fit test in that setup process. Devendra, you probably have a lot of experience dealing with this because your ears are so finicky. My ears are super weird. And I've been using earbuds since high school, pretty much. Um, I'll say right now, it is so much easier to figure out like we have great reviews in Gadget from people like Billy and other folks who test out headphones. There, you know, it's not hard to find reviews of devices. Um, I think the main thing to consider is that one pair of headphones probably won't do everything for you. So what I see in the park a lot is people like with giant Beats, you know, cans going for runs and stuff. And I'm not sure they're built for sweat and everything like that. Try to think about what you're going to be using your headphones for. So if you're going to be commuting a lot and you want that active noise cancellation, then keep an eye out for that particular feature. Um, if you're more interested in quality than you are like the convenience of wireless buds, uh, I would, I would lean more towards full sized cans instead of the buds. Cause yeah, the buds are just fine. There's certainly more headphones that are focused on like activity and exercise, like the Powerbeats Pro or Jaybird's lineup than like straight up quality, like Sony's lineup. So I guess figure out what you're looking for and you can start to see that within your devices. Uh, but the really interesting thing about buying headphones now is that it's not it's not that tough. You just have to know what you're looking for and try out a bunch of different things. So for cans, you could typically try those out at stores like Best Buy. You could just put them on. Earbuds are another story. Earbuds are super gross. It's not a, you don't want to be in a situation where you're like trying on earbuds that somebody else has been using. Uh, But a lot of stores offer decent return policies. Like you could just try it out or ship it back to Amazon or bring it back to Best Buy. Honestly, Best Buy is kind of a great resource for that. Um, I'm sure you'll hear a lot of geeks and tech nerds rag on it, but it is one of the few remaining electronic stores out there. And you can just like walk over pick up something, buy it and walk away with it. And if you don't like it, you can return it pretty much uh, without any questions. So I think that's probably the best way to do it. Fit is an important thing. Um, It also seems like that's what the companies are focusing on more in two. Uh, The AirPods Pro have a special section in their settings where they'll determine if they're fitting your ears properly, which I think is really interesting. Sony's uh, earbud app also can map your ears to tune the buds to your to your like ear profile so it seems like a lot more folks are thinking about that now and i think that's pretty important as well i think dev makes a really good point about going into a physical store and trying them out like it is gross to kind of stuff these <laughs> in your ear but if they're a good store the like when we go to these events to test these out as well there's like hundreds of rev- like journalists also putting them in their ears often what they'll do is they'll 
give like disposable tips mm-hmm. or, you know, tips are more disposable than the butts. So that's kind of your barrier. Yeah. And then they that. wipe them down with alcohol. Well, stores don't typically do that. Right. They may have a Beats can out there, but they don't. No store has earbuds. So you, you kind of just have to buy them. You have to buy them, try them and return wipe them. them down, wipe them down and return them if you don't like them. So the other thing about these earbuds, though, is that they're more and more providing access and touch points to assistants, right? They're mm-hmm. not just truly wireless. They also have these the connection to Siri, to Google Assistant, sure. and Alexa. That is really, I think, the it's the Trojan horse into your ear. Whoa. That's why they're all doing it. Yeah. I think of that as a convenience, but I guess a Trojan horse. But this kind of completely ties into what we've been talking about, the whole notion of ambient computing, Mm -hmm. which is the idea that everything around you is a computer. Everything around you provides access to this giant all-knowing cloud of information. As Google would like to think of themselves, yeah. Of course, omniscient or, you know, maybe Apple, maybe whoever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I I like the idea. I don't know if you think that that's terrifying. Well, I mean, listen, I'm the sort of person that walks around with earbuds pretty much all day. If I'm walking through New York, if I'm on the subway, even if I'm at home uh, just doing stuff, doing the dishes, I will have a pair of headphones in because I like I like audio. I like podcasts. But also that ability to just quickly, like, call somebody or answer a call it headphones and a good pair of earbuds kind of makes it it creates this wireless tether between you and your computer or phone and kind of keeps you always connected so i i think that's the real purpose there and when it comes to assistive stuff too by the way um it's also for like medical reasons i think people with hearing issues could really use some of these devices at ces a couple of years ago we saw several companies offering you know earbud type things that would help you hear better and not just hear music so the ability to augment the way we hear and interact with tech, I think, is like the main the main overarching purpose of all these things. I think it's all very promising. I mean, Bose uh, launched a couple of years ago this thing called Bose AR, which is augmented audio, sure. um, which is meant to kind of describe to you your world around you if you need that extra help. And the idea also one of the promises of these wireless earbuds when they were first starting to proliferate is live translation and, you know, Microsoft is doing with the Surface Earbuds live captioning, but eventually they're also going to add live translation uh, from your earbuds so that Mm -hmm. you can talk to someone who speaks a different language than you. Like this is all bringing us closer to Star Trek, basically, right? Like the idea of like you'll have an all-knowing computer. You could just ask questions. I just reviewed the latest Amazon Echo. It's kind of the same thing. It's bringing computer and this all-knowing thing instantly accessible to you. I'm not a Trekkie. You're not a Trekkie. Ugh. But, you know, I mean, truly wireless earbuds are great, but I think that there's another form factor you seem to like more. Well, here's the thing. We've been talking a lot about wireless earbuds, truly wireless earbuds. There's so many other form factors. Let's not forget about the the wireless buds that have that little tether to them, like the Beats X. I like that. I'm I like shaking that my head. so much. I know you're shaking your head, but here's the thing. There's so many more pain points with wireless buds. Um, the sinking you... might be a problem sometimes, right? Well, the syncing can be a problem. They have worse reception. They have worse battery life. I think just practical things like what do I do with a pair of wireless buds when I want to just talk to somebody, um, when I want to take them out of my ears and have a conversation with somebody? Um, well, I got to fumble around, got to search my pockets, got to find the case, got to put it in the case. If I don't do that, I will just stuff the earbud into my pocket and then it'll go into the laundry machine. And that's happened to me several times. What do you do if you drop a wireless earbud? Uh, in New York City, if it drops on the subway or, um, you know, the sidewalk, you're Say screwed. Goodbye. You're Say screwed. Uh, there was a long Twitter thread about somebody 
working to get their AirPods from the subway track and it became this huge thing. It is astounding to me that this is a problem we're having just because of the, you know, the magic of pure wireless buds. It's fine, but I don't mind the thin cable. With the cables, they can just dangle around my neck. They can be there, accessible. Uh, They don't, if they fall... Both don't just immediately fall into the worst possible place. So I, I kind of prefer that. You're talking about the um, necklace style earbuds, necklace earbuds like yeah. the um, Bullets Wireless from OnePlus or the um, Tone LG Tone necklace, literally yeah. necklace. The earbuds. LG Tone necklace. Well, not quite. So LG had this weird thing. They were like horseshoe collars. Yeah. And that was the thing they popularized. I'm not for the horseshoe collar, but I am for like a, just a necklace. Give me, give me a cable. Give me something. Here's, yeah. Here's my problem with it. Uh-huh. And I can see just by looking at you how you don't have a problem with it and that's better for you. I, I get it. It's convenient. You just let them dangle around your like those glasses cable things where you like lose don't yeah. lose your spectacles yeah. if you have them. I can't do that because my hair is huge. My hair is huge. I have thick hair. I know. Any, I know. Any person with long, thick hair yeah. will not be able to enjoy necklace Well, earbuds. also because the necklace earbuds are meant to wear behind your head yes. and not in front of your head. And I actually walking around New York, like when these were a big thing, I would just like casually point out to people like they were really struggling to yeah. hold them in front of them. I was like, just put it behind your neck. Right. And that's, that's all. But for me, behind my neck. I have to like untuck yeah, my hair yeah, and yeah. make sure it's under my no, hair. That's understandable. That. But it's isn't isn't your hair also a problem like with wireless earbuds? Don't they? No, nope. it doesn't fall out as much. Like to me, it would seem like as big of an issue, basically. No, I just it's less of an issue because mm-hmm. all these wires get trapped up in my hair when I get home, and then I'm yeah. stuck in this turmoil yeah. Amazonian jungle of so cables. It's kind of a give and take in terms of practicality and yeah. all sorts of things. Um, I just want to say I hope we don't forget about them entirely. There, there are so many other things. There's we value in them. Yeah, building. Yeah. So hearables are hot, but what about computers on our wrists? What about smartwatches? I was promised a Knight Rider or James Bond esque smartwatch that would do everything. Doesn't seem like that really worked out, Trillin. What the hell happened? First of all, I hate the word hearables, so take that back. I'm going to be using that as much as possible. Good lord. Second of all, nobody promised you that. I don't know what you were imagining, but what, I, did you not grow up with like cool sci-fi wristwatches and stuff? Like that's essentially what the smartphones became. I think it we, seemed logically that that's what the smartwatches. Would I think become. we've established that you and I grew up in different times, but <laughs> but okay. Trillin just graduated high school. Yes, I did. So wearables, okay. Wearables, like hearables. Why am I using the word? Wearables. It's the best term. Wearables, like your headphones and your smartwatches, are very promising. It does offer a lot of access to computing wherever you are on your body. The problem with smartwatches is that even though they're so easy to wear, they've just not been able to achieve much with the entire platform. So this week we've had a lot of news come up about smartwatches trying to revive or sort of research um we heard that google might be in talks to buy fitbit which would be pretty sad and bad news it's, for... it's not a revival news that is like the death of smartwatch news oh yeah. boy i don't know it could be promising because google <laughs> has bought fossil ip uh, intellectual property yeah. and also you know fitbit is like one of the best known names in wearables and fitness remember wearables. android wear i yeah. remember it it still exists it's just been rebranded it's as in, wear OS. yeah but it's um, also like, yeah, where are the devices? Where are the partners? I actually just bought my They're wife. all there. They're the, not, okay. they're, there's not that many. Nobody's the tech, really. The tech like, partners have disappeared. So yes. like the LGs, the Samsungs, the Huawei's have all given up making yeah. Wear OS watches. Probably but not Fossil, a great sign. Yeah. Fossil has made a lot of uh, these watches like Kate Spade, Armani, uh-huh. um, you know, Michael Kors. They've all got 
Android Wear watches or because Wear OS watches. We should have an episode just about Fossil and how insane they are as a company. Because Fossil just, their strategy is, I'm going to make a hundred things. And if five of them succeed, uh, good for me. Sure. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Another piece of interesting news. So all these tech companies have given up making uh, Wear OS watches. Moto 360, though, one of the OG round Wear OS watches Which is back. Which looked good. Yeah. It looked good. It wasn't successful by any means because they all died. But it w- looked good. It was very intriguing. It's coming back, but by the, but not by Motorola. The company that's making them is called eBuy Now. Say that again. eBuy Now. eBuy Now. eBuy Now. Um. Don't understand it, but this also does not. So you're you started this conversation, Shalim, by saying we're seeing the rise of smartwatches. I did not say this, this. is some. This is some like no name web company bringing back the Moto OS hardware with new chips, which is kind of nice, but. The Moto 360 hardware. Uh, so eBay it's now not a good sign. eBay now licensed the name from Motorola. So Motorola actually had a hand in helping market this. But yeah, I don't don't go out and buy the Moto 360 if you're thinking of getting that. Just don't. Just kind of be careful. And one more thing, Xiaomi also teased on Weibo, which is like Chinese Twitter, that it is making a Mi Watch. What does it look like? The Apple Watch. Uh surprising uh, i mean xiaomi has had a history of making things that look like apple devices for a while now so i'm not surprised but I, none of this is exciting news right. for smartwatches what do you think has been the problem with smartwatches because is it the hardware is it the software because to me i still think this market has op- like potential uh i own an apple watch gen 4 i think you know i i don't use it for as much as i thought i would but it's really useful for like when i'm going out on a run and tracking where i am or like our two-factor authentication thing here at work when I need to like approve a login mm-hmm. to our email or CMS I just hit a button on my watch and I keep on going but where you know what do you think the deal is are Shalom? you ready are you ready for my truth bomb yes the problem with smartwatches is battery life mm. that's it if we could find a way to make these things last the way regular watches do they would stay on our hands forever or on our wrists forever um there's there's as a mix of hardware and software that the fact that the batteries don't last as long as they need to in this small form factor plus the chipsets just aren't doing what they promise to do which is yeah. run at very low power consumption um and do enough things to make people want to keep charging them and use them and reuse them that's our biggest issue, mm-hmm. I think, in the smartwatch industry today. And also, know. like, always on displays, too. Like, that was a big part of Apple Watch Series 5. Like, the display doesn't turn off. You don't have to do the stupid gesture to make it come back, right? It, they're starting to be, like, more like real watches, but the battery life is still preventing them from really going all the way. So, listen, one of these days, th- there is a watch now um, from Garmin, at the very least, that, you know, has a solar panel on the face. And so that has a lot of potential. 1980s tech. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't born yet. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you so much. I okay. was, but. <laughs> Barely. For me, I think the biggest problem with smartwatches, um, for nerds um, and geeks, like, they're into it. I get it. I don't think these things are necessary. And I think they're fundamentally, like, secondary or even tertiary among the needs most people have. Most people don't wear watches. You know, we've kind of, like, relied on our phones to tell time and things like that. So it is kind of a hard nut to crack. Um, As you say yeah. this, I'm staring at the Apple Watch on your wrist. Yeah, I just I just said I have an Apple Watch. Okay. Really. And thank you for paying attention no. to the conversation. Busy looking. I at just your bought Apple my watch. wife. I just bought my wife the uh, the fossil, the new fossil like sport one Gen that 5. has Android Wear. Yeah, Gen Five, I believe. Um, she likes these things because she's also a bit of a tech geek, but also she likes you know responding to text messages with voice and things like that. So that functionality, I think, as it opens up and as more people get to it. Um, I think it could be really useful. This is ties back into what I've been saying about Google not really understanding or doing hardware well. 
this is the thing you kind of just have to hammer at. You have to hammer at it. You have to optimize it. You have to make it better. I, Wear OS has not changed much in the past few years. Like they're not making it better to entice third parties. So the third parties left and Google's like, well, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep making watches, I guess. So to your point, the Apple Watch is a really useful platform. Yeah. The Wear OS, you know, reply to text messages with your voice functionality is it's great. And there's a lot of promise there. Wear OS has changed a little bit over time. I mean, there was a recent redesign last year that made uh, health tracking a big, uh, more of a focus. And with Fitbit's potential acquisition here, it could become much more powerful. We don't know. Maybe they'll bring back Pebble. I'll be very happy. But the Wear OS is not the best platform for Android phone users, honestly, when it comes to smartwatches. I'd say Samsung actually found some sort of formula that seems uh-huh. to work. But that works best on Samsung phones. No, no. It yeah. works on Android. I use it with my Pixel. Okay. It's great. The Galaxy Watch uh, and the Watch Active series, they're both really good. Don't sleep on it. If you're into a, um, a smartwatch for your Android phone, think about it. Okay. Sherlyn, it's been nice arguing with you, as always. But what are you working on? What can we expect from you at Engadget? As always, I'm testing a million things. I am. I finally have the Surface Pro X in hand. Finally. I, the, that review is coming out soon, basically. That's all I can say. Cool. Cool. Uh, I just put up a review of the new Amazon Echo, which is very nice. Sounds very good. And I have the Surface Laptop 3. They'll be writing up for next week as well. Uh, yeah, it seems nice. I'm looking forward to it. Well, when I'm not working, you guys, I'm playing. And I have a cool, interesting option for our Engadget picks this week. We It is Halloween. And I'm all about the horror movies, horror TV shows. I recently started rewatching Haunting of Hill House, which I really liked. That So good. Yeah. It's so good. And Haunting of Bly Manor, which is the follow-up, is rumored to be dropping today. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Keep your eye out for that. Keep your one eye out. So I really liked Haunting of Hill House because I felt like it was such a creative retelling of the Shirley Jackson novel that honestly has been told again and again. Yeah, yeah. And it's a classic. Yeah. Before before this TV show, my favorite rendition of the story, you're going to judge I'm gonna me. I'm going to shake my head. Just getting ready. Okay. <laughs> was um Scary Movie 2. What? <laughs> The parody of the 90s remake? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Let me save this podcast. I'm going to recommend Parasite, which is a good movie directed by Bong Joon-ho, one of my favorite Korean filmmakers. He did Snowpiercer. He did The Host, Okja, recently. I love this, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is so good. This movie is a, it seems like a trend in Korean cinema right now to be really talking about uh, class struggles and the the differences between the rich and the poor in that country. And this movie is incredible. If you can see it in a theater, go see it. Um, I, I think it's a sounding film. Also really reminds me of Burning, which is the great Korean film on Netflix right now. So both worth a watch. That's it for our show today, everyone. Thank you for listening. We have new theme music. It was created by Dale North, who is also a gaming composer. You might know his work from Wizard of Legend. Our other music is created by managing editor Terrence O'Brien, and the podcast is produced by Ben Elman. You can find Devendra online ranting about movies at... Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at Devendra, and also I do the Slash Filmcast at SlashFilm.com. If you want to get me and you're not a troll, you can find me at Sherlyn Lowe on Twitter. Please, please send us any questions or feedback at podcast.engadget.com or drop us a note at Twitter. Uh, and come back next week for a fresh new episode. <laughs>